Welcome to the Risky Podcast. Featuring Gazzarola. Is there any other functionality associated with that? Can you view a list? Kill Ramsey. Was completely befuddled by the idea of where to save something or what to call it. Coil Human. I feel pressure that we shouldn't suck now after that song. And Bernie Burns. I'm Diane Lane. Is it G off? It G off. It turns out computers can't pronounce Jeff either. Guess not. Hey, off, Ramsey. All right, hand me that, would you? What do you want? You want your drink? I do want my drink. Hey, everyone's going. How's everyone going? There's a drunk tank. Hey. Hey, just me. How I'm going? How How are you going? How are you going? What? You from Australia? Yeah, you're Australian now. So <laughs> how are you going? There's one letter off. How are you doing? Uh, I'm tired. How about you? I'm doing awesome. I'm not tired in the least because I didn't take the. Red Eye back yep. from Seattle. Bernie said that we should all take the Red Eye back. That way we could be back in Austin by 10 a.m. from PAX. And then he didn't take it. Well, he, he booked <laughs> it. He just changed his plan to take it at the last minute. The last day, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to fly out at. I'm not going to fly out from Seattle at 11.30 tonight. You guys, you guys knock yourselves out. Well, you guys, we finished breaking down the booth at PAX Sunday evening. You guys went straight to the airport, and I went to Gold Class Cinemas in Redmond, Washington, and watched Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. And how was it? Inglorious Bastards was awesome, and the cinema is fantastic. Thanks for asking, Gavin. You're very welcome. It's good. I, re- I highly recommend seeing the movie. I feel uncomfortable with anybody speaking well of a theater that's not Alamo. Seems uh, like we're, like you're cheating on them in some way. No, I hear you. I feel you. But it's totally different. <laughs> the cat's <laughs> opening the door. <laughs> Why is he opening the door? Why is he going in the closet? and go poop in there? Get, 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 get the cat out of, out of there. Get him out of there. Don't let the cat go in there and poop. But uh, I, I feel you, Jeff, when you say that you don't want uh, to talk nicely about a theater that's not the Alamo. Kick, kick him out. But it's a totally different deal than the Alamo. Like, the Alamo is kind of hip and cool. Gold class is upscale. It's like, you know what? I got my girl. I want to go out somewhere nice. I want to pay 30 bucks a ticket to go see a movie. Whoa. And then you sit in these recliners that recline like all the way back. And there's only, I think... Quick count, only about 24 seats in the whole theater. Is there a place where you can recline a seat fully down and then watch a movie on the ceiling? Is there a place where you can do that? Because <laughs> no. that would be awesome. Gavin, yeah. that's all you. Maybe the dentist <laughs> office? <laughs> I can uh, I can recommend a theater. Cost 50 bucks a seat. There are only two seats. Intimate space, about 1,000 square feet. Smaller screen, but it's called my living room, and I'll let you watch any movie you want there for $50 a head. Will you also come and serve me drinks? And yes, stuff? super private, and I have uh, my British butler available most weekend, most weeknights. I thought he went home. Ser- no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> he's I, I, sitting. I'm staring at you. I right knew now. you're down to one British butler now. Yeah, yeah, we lost one. Jordan personalized really, service. Jordan really likes it because they they offer you a blanket as soon as you sit down, which to her is the greatest thing ever because she's a woman, which means she's cold everywhere she goes. And she, and, and, be- being, and being a woman, she probably complains constantly as well that she's cold. Yeah, yeah. or about everything. It's because of the. Uh, <laughs> It's because of the reptile blood. Let's move on to Gus's segment. Okay, <laughs> okay. Gus, on. something you want to talk no, about? No, 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 no. I, I, I can't say anything anymore. My wife started listening to the podcast when she realized I talk about her. So. Oh, did she really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's not good. So, no, I love women. Women are great. They equal rights and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to open a beer. But they used to have, Gavin asked if there was a place where you could lay down and watch a movie. They used to have, back in the day, the planetarium. 
Did you ever go to those? They were like, oh, you yeah. go into a yeah. dome. Yeah, I've, they still have those. Yeah, but it was like, I don't know, maybe because I'm not 12 anymore, I don't, <laughs> I don't end up at the planetarium, but they seem like they were a much bigger deal. You know, you mentioned the planetarium. The last time we went down to New Zealand, the, the day we landed, my wife and I were really tired. You know, you have that crazy jet lag, and we wanted to just like take a quick nap, and we were in Auckland, and we thought, oh, there's a planetarium there. Great, we go in there, it's going to be totally dark, we can sleep for like 30 minutes while they do their presentation, we, we, you know, we can get out refreshed after our little nap. So we go in, we pay, we enter the planetarium, and we quickly realize that it's a tiny planetarium. There's like 30 school desks set up inside of it. We're like, oh shit, this is, this is small. It's not very comfortable either. So we sit down, then we, then we wait, and like the lights dim, and then a dude walks in to give the presentation. Like, it's not even over a loudspeaker, it's like a class. And the dude walks in and starts talking to us, and it's like me and my wife and like this one other chick who are in there, and he's like sitting right in front of us, staring at us, and it was the hardest 30 minutes to stay awake in my life. Whoa. So, so you took a class. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I took a class in the planetarium. Did he say, how are you going? <laughs> he might have. Uh. What, what game has a planetarium level in it? It's running. I can, I'm running through the the level in my head right now. I'm, I was lost in the game, and I can't figure out what fucking game it was. Hit, hit pause and take a look. It's a 360 game. What is it? Was it like oh, Vegas or something? No. Pac Man. No. Downloadable on arcade. I hope somebody that's listening to this knows what I'm talking about and can write in and let me know because it's too hard for me to Google. It's Pac Man. An Xbox 360 game with a planetarium level. It's probably. It's, like, it's probably. Oh oh a... oh! Fallout. Fallout Three. Yeah, there's a planetarium level in Fallout 3. No. There is? Nope. Yeah, where you run around, uh, it's in the, uh, it's one of those big buildings, like the library, not the library, but one of those big buildings, and there's like an observation area, and it's got like three levels, planetarium thing in, really? in, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Swear to Christ. So, whoa. That's serious. I do, though. Podcast just took a very serious turn. <laughs> Somebody's going to hell when they find out. It turns out it's in Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the risk. So speaking of video games... I guess we should probably talk about PAX and all the wonderful things that we saw at PAX this weekend. Okay. And congratulations to everyone in this room for not catching the PAX SARS or whatever that pa- is. PAX Pox? PAX Pox. Yeah, man. That's serious. Like Luke, Jack, Ben. Who else? A everybody. ton of people. Everybody has it. Yeah. My Twitter DM-Zilla Zilla has Zilla. it. Uh-huh. It's like I said. It was like my Twitter feed is now like reading the first fifty pages of the stand. Or, the best part <laughs> you can see like it's like an outbreak. You can see it like spreading. You between, can yeah. Like hmm, we had to cancel gaming night because three of the people that were at PAX are, came down with something, you know. <laughs> and then somebody else says, "Boy, I've been coughing a lot today since I got back from PAX." Hey, here's a hint: wash your fucking hands. <laughs> no yeah, kidding. dude, it was a great way to wake up Friday morning. Though we woke up Friday morning and uh, walked out of our hotel room, and there's like a USA Today waiting for us, or like the Seattle paper, or whatever it is, <laughs> and the headline above the fold is. 2,000 WSU students sick. It was, it was actually... With, I, sick with swine flu symptoms. Yep. <laughs> I, actually, I remember the headline verbatim, because it yeah. was such a scary headline, because you open the hotel door, you stare at it, and it says, Swine Flu Rages at WSU. And there it's you like, go. Holy God. 2,000 students. It's like you want to save the paper for when you shoot an apocalyptic movie, and it's the one you let roll down the street, the empty <laughs> street, you know? It's... Dude. <laughs> that being said, I bet Friday morning was test day, right? 2,000 <laughs> students woke up and were like, I also have swine flu. <laughs> Please no chemistry final. Yeah, it was like, the, they're just going back. It's going to be bad. Like, it'll come back pretty hard, they say, in it, the winter and with school. I was reading that it started a lot earlier than they anticipated, too. And that's extra troubling. So, not good. Not good. Not good. And I wonder, is it better to catch it now, or is it better to wait? Well, before it mutates. Will we, how about this, will we be sitting here three months from now staring at the space where Gus or Bernie don't used even, to be? Don't <laughs> Lamenting this conversation. There'll be a large space left if it's uh, the space where Bernie used to be. Man, you. 
<laughs> well, little, this room will be that section co- staying. Lots in. of lots of room. You could hire two healthy people. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know for the record. I think you look fine, Bernie. Thanks, dude. I, I wonder, no problem. I wonder if this is how Left 4 Dead Two started. You know, uh, let's not find out. We we tend to be pretty sarcastic. We assume that the people who come to our booth and come to our panel, we assume that they're in on the joke, right? Yes, I would think so. Like I got I got kind of called out. But I was on a panel with uh, a dude who runs the PlayStation Network. And then uh, some people who run uh, uh, Trixie and KP, who are big Xbox Live uh, community managers, mm-hmm. and somebody stood up and, and asked a question that really, honestly, we had already covered during the the spoken part of the panel, and then during the Q and A, he got up and asked like, "How do you handle trolls?" And I gave a very funny, sarcastic answer. I'd love to hear it. I tried to give a very funny, sarcastic answer. It was just he said, "How do you deal with trolls uh, who come to your website? How do you how do you uh, make your website better deal with trolls?" And I said, "Move." Take your website and move it off the internet, which is just, you know, <laughs> I mean, because we'd already done a long conversation about how we handle trolls and how we handle banning and stuff like that. Sure. But then the other panelists were like, that was really mean. Why would you be so mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't one of our panels. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should be a little nicer. Apparently the rest of the world's populated by pussies. <laughs> that <was like> a <laughs> joke. <laughs> well, I, you know, my whole thing, too, is that, like, when you go to the panels in the Q&A, um, it, it's and I don't know that this guy was that way, but it's very clear when some people are getting up and it's more of a like a performance Q and A. They don't really they're not there to ask a question. They're just there to be at the microphone and kind of you know perform. Absolutely, for lack of a better term, it's called a, a masturbatory interrogative. And uh, I like where this is going. Yeah, and uh, and you can tell when the audience knows. Yeah. you know that the audience is like we we already talked about this, so it's yeah. better just to like you know give a quick little funny answer and then move on. You mm-hmm. know. Move on to the real questions. Yeah, but I actually felt bad. I really did feel bad. I was like, wow. And then I kind of bashed other social networking stuff during the panel, too. Which, they were from corporate America, you know. They are coming from the corporate angle where they're just trying to expand. They have a product that their thing is based around, whereas our perspective was we're like the grassroots independent representative on that panel. And I was just saying, you know, you can spend all your time on Facebook and Twitter trying to grow an audience, but then you're... Your audience or your communities on Facebook and Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to lose your identity in the process. And God, I think we go blue in the fl- face talking about that sometimes, don't we? I feel like we've told some people who we've we've told some people that repeatedly, and they don't listen. Yeah, and so, they, they end up dispersed all over the place. Yeah, people just don't want to hear it. I guess you know. Yeah. <sighs> How Too depressing. bad, idiots! Yeah. You should have listened. Well, uh, whoever, luck, whoever you may be, luckily, Left 4 Dead 2 was not depressing. Dude, you want to talk about Left 4 Dead 2? Speaking I of do infected want to talk people. Left 4 Dead 2. I tried to segue already earlier. Y'all fucking shot me down. <laughs> um, we got to play it uh, the other day out there. When we were out there in Seattle. Yeah, we had the... Gus and I were lucky enough to get invited to this Microsoft community event where they just took a bunch of members of, like, Xbox websites and stuff and they took us all up to Microsoft and gave us essentially six hours with a bunch of games. The number one and two being ODST and Left 4 Dead. And Gus and I, I think, have, we've played a fair bit of ODST already, and we played a fair bit that game too, but then eventually we weaned ourselves off to Left 4 Dead 2, and goddamn, dude, anybody that's complaining about that game coming out too soon needs to be, <laughs> needs, just, needs to be shot. Does it, it, they just need to play the game. They, they just need, need to, to play it. the game. It's, uh, it's the, really, really good. Does, does, it look, does it look like a different game, or does it look like an expansion of the same now, game? Now, what do you mean by that? Like, like does it look I, like I'm, a different game? Like, like Gears... Gears of War one and two. Like, if you just showed me a clip of generic gameplay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell which one it was. No, let me ask you a question though. Is that a problem? Does that bother no, 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 you? No, no, I'm not saying you, it's you a problem. To, I love you that. I, okay. they, they've kept in everything that works, and they've right. added better stuff, so yeah, it, it's it, fine. It, it looks very much the same, but you could probably quickly tell 
which you're looking at based on zombies and weapons. Right. Well, it's the same with gears. I right. mean, you can see some things. It's like, oh, it's gears but, too. But if, course, if it's just like generic too. walking around, kind of gun out, would you be able to tell? It feels a lot more massive to me and less linear okay. playing it than uh, than Left 4 Dead One. Like in the, I guess it's like the first act of we're, you were playing Dark Carnival. Dark Carnival, right? Uh, very quickly, you start like on a like you start like on a, like a highway, kind of like. Um, like a similar start to Left 4 Dead 1 and then you're almost immediately in like a two story motel and there's like 80 rooms in that motel and you can go in every fucking room I got lost for like 20 minutes walking around there yeah, it, it takes, crazy. takes a while to figure out are they just, where it's supposed to go are they just empty rooms or like uh, zombie filled rooms it depends dude it depends cool and you can find hidden stuff in there all kinds of junk but uh, yeah it was awesome and then the first time you see the special the new special infected you're blown away yeah, there's uh, what there's three new special infected. There's the charger who's like a tank who runs real fast and pins you to the ground and slams you. There's the jockey who <laughs> jumps on the survivor's back and rides him around. Yeah, that's by and, far my favorite. Yeah, that's the, my favorite. And then the spitter who spits right. like noxious gas onto the ground. I'm not, I'm not really clear on the spitter. What the spitter? It, he like spits that green stuff on the ground, and if you walk over in that area, you take damage. But it doesn't attract other zombies like the like. Like the boomers, boomers no, I don't right? think so. Is it a bo- oh? Is it a spitter, a boy, or a girl? Because Gus and I couldn't remember. I I, I never got a good look at the spitter. Uh, you thought it was a, a female zombie, but I never really saw. Bernie, do, do you know? Yeah, I know, but I I'm kind of like I think I played more of the game than you guys have. So well, we we definitely saw. I mean, I came up against like six or seven spitters. I just wasn't paying attention. And then we're gonna have Luke make a comic about it, and I can't remember if it's a guy or a girl. I don't want to be inaccurate. <laughs> uh. Of what I've seen, it's a very ugly-looking girl. Okay. Very, like, like saggy tits and, like, really Whoa, man. disturbing. Nice. What, worse than The Witch? Yo, yeah. She's kind of hot. The Witch no, is she's hot. She's kind of hot. Um, there, and then there's also now a new thing where there's, like, uncommon common zombies. Yeah, so I'm not too clear on how that worked it, either. It's like, it's not necessarily a special zombie, but it's just, like, a regular zombie who's a little different. Like, so, in the Dark Carnival, there was a clown. And it was he would like walk around. You could hear him like his shoes were like squeaking, and he would attract like a bunch of zombies around him as a result of the noise. So is it kind of like in Dead Rising when you have those zombies with the bee on their back? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Okay. And he was harder to kill too, right? But he didn't have any special powers. He wasn't. He just any... attracted zombies. Yeah. Anyway, that was pretty cool. So are you? Can you play all these new special infected in versus? We, mode? we couldn't play versus. We all we had available to us at the event was uh, campaign. Dude, if you can though, and I'm assuming you can. Jockey, would be jockey fun, right? is going to be the way to go, <laughs> just man. Because you just, around. yeah, like the first thing, first time I encountered a jockey, he jumped on my back and ran me right off a cliff. Yeah, like, it was awesome to be a part of. We were playing co-op, and there were three of us uh, that were still alive. And the jockey jumped on Jeff's back, and started walking him away. So I started running over to help him. Then a charger came out and pinned the other dude. And uh, so I had to kill the charger. The dude was incapacitated. I picked the other dude up. I looked around for Jeff. And the jockey had walked him, like, off a cliff into a river. <laughs> like, I was, like, by the time I got over there, like, I got to Jeff right as he bled out and died. Yeah, it was um, pretty awesome. Yeah, they, the, they have designed the new Special Infected, it seems like, to, to separate you. Like, even the spitter, it cuts you off from an area, you know? Yeah. So, like, you can't enter an area until that acid or whatever yeah. that stuff is d- dies. Yeah, and, and like you said, and the charger will grab you and run with you till he hits a wall. And then, like, hit you into the wall or start hitting you into the ground. So, he, again, it's a zombie picking you up and, like, running you away from the group. When huh. he hits you, apparently he will run in a straight line until he hits something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if, you, if there's a clear shot, which there aren't a lot of those in Left 4 Dead, but he can take you a very long way. Yep. What was that? Well, was it, was a, it was a controller back there. Oh, so okay. Oh, okay. Um, but I will say this. When you asked Gav, is it, does it look different? I can tell you that you played ODSC, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, did that look like Halo 3 to you? I mean, they're basically 
an expansion or a sequel of a current hit like Gears and Gears of War Two, Left for Dead and Left for Dead Two, and now Halo Three and, and Halo Three. It's called Halo Three ODST. Yeah, but it's awesome, you know. And then yeah, when, it is. when you actually play and you play the campaign and use that visor, you know that's incredible. That's really you know, incredible. it's like a totally it's like a totally different game. Um, but in Left for Dead Two, there isn't a single aspect of that game that they didn't update. Talk characters, weapons, enemies, environments, everything's different. Yeah, I was yeah, I was a, I was a little skeptical about the new melee weapon system. Like I was like, Oh, I'll never use those. That seems stupid. The second I picked up a sword, I don't think I used a gun again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Seriously. Yeah, I just ran around because so, you don't run out of ammo, and it's just like you're just like mowing through rows of zombies. But you have a you do get tired over time, right? Nope. Oh, oh, you don't? You just fucking keep swinging. <laughs> uh, I only picked up a guitar and I used it for a few minutes and I switched it back for a minute. God, once I had that, so I, I swear I did not switch back to a weapon, to, awesome. to a gun after that. Where'd you get that sword? Um, it was by the, f- I'm sure it's different all the time, but um, it was by the Ferris, or by the, the carousel in Dark Carnival. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was the other thing we talked about with Left 4 Dead, is one of the criticisms the original game had was that it's only five maps, which we all knew was ridiculous. Or was it four maps? Four maps. Yeah, it's only four maps, which it was five maps inside of all of those four maps. And they had every possible environment that I could imagine in Left 4 Dead. Oh, so when you say it's ridiculous, you're saying people who say there's only four maps are ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, people yeah. who say that's ridiculous. We were trying to brainstorm at one point. What environments could they possibly put into Left 4 Dead 2 that they didn't have in Left 4 Dead? Well, we came up with like two or three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, but you play for the first five minutes in Left 4 Dead 2, and you're already in like that ho- that motel environment. That's awesome. Creep- the creepy motel, like looking down. It's one of those kind that like where all the doors face to outside. Like to, it's not an interior. You face outside, and there's that that crappy swimming pool in the middle of the motel. Yeah. It's, it's it's the hotel in every single horror movie ever made. Yeah, yeah. You have vacancy in, in Vertigo, or I'm sorry, Vertigo, <laughs> Psycho. And uh, all of them, yeah. One, one thing I liked about Left 4 Dead 1 was some of the walls would just suddenly burst open with zombies. Does that happen in Left 4 Dead 2? Um, I, I know for a fact like in, the mot- in the motel there was one wall like that, that you that once it got broken down, that's how you had to go for your path. I think it came broken down, though. But oh, I did, did, was it already broken down? Oh, shit. But I'm sure there are. Yeah. I, mean, we, I mean, we didn't play. We spent a lot of time outside. Yeah. Did you guys run into anything else, like, weapon-wise, besides melee weapons? Like, uh, anything psh- cool? There was, I mean, there were guns... Seems like all the guns were a little different. Uh, pistols. I saw a couple of melee weapons. I know I used the sword, but I did see another one. The loading screens talked about stuff that we didn't see in the game. Right. So oh, I really? don't know if I feel comfortable saying. I mean, they said anything that we saw, we were clear to talk about, but it. I don't. I never encountered those things. Yeah, in the like game, when it so. gives you tips, like you know, pull the right trigger to fire. Like there was stuff listed there that we never saw. That we never sounded saw really game. cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. Well, I, I would say. This fall, I'm going to get Beatles Rock Band for sure. Yeah, we'll get it tomorrow for The Office, I think, right? I've got, I, think, I think I've got, like, three. I'm, I'm even buying a PS3 Slim now. So I've got to get Beatles Rock Band. Definitely going to get ODST. Definitely going to get Left 4 Dead 2. And then what else is there that we saw? Modern Warfare 2. Oh, oh we, my we, God. We didn't see that, but yeah. that's, it looks like a good um, Oh, dude, I don't want to go all over the place, but... Red Dead Redemption. That comes out early next year. That's going to be fucking fantastic. That's the new Rockstar game. Yeah. It's like Grand Theft Auto in the in the Old West. And I, it's hard to explain how cool that game was. The entire world... It's big. First off, it looks like it's about twice as big as Grand Theft Auto 4. And the entire world is, is interactive. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just... It's really, really cool. Yeah. Well, the weird thing about that is is that that sounds like Gun, first of all. And then secondly, it's it seems like it would really be an open world because the Wild West, there's like... 
five building towns. Dude, yeah. Well, there's a lot of little settlements and stuff, right? But you can be like riding along and then you see a mountain off in the distance, like as far away as a mountain would be, and you can ride all the way up to that mountain and it's there. Wow. And there's shit going on. It's crazy, crazy big. There's mountain shit going on? There's mountain <laughs> shit going on, dude. Boulders. Yep, uh, one of the days, uh, we were waiting, Jack and I were waiting in line to get some coffee before the hall opened. And uh, we started talking to some people around us in line, and it turned out that the girl... Are you, do you guys just want to knock off all the controllers right now? What's going on back here? <laughs> it turned out that the girl in line in front of us uh, was working over at the Scribblenauts booth. So uh, we went over with her and checked out Scribblenauts, and that game has a lot of... It's surprisingly fun. There's a lot of stuff you can do in it. I, oh, yeah? I have no... All I've heard is good things about the game. No clue what that game is about. Yeah, like, I just played a level, and I was they were like, you know, you can type whatever you want, drop whatever you want in the game. And I was like, okay. It's like... Let's see if there's a unicorn. So it's like, okay, there's a unicorn. I can ride it. I was like, okay, let's uh, let's put a rainbow in the sky. Okay, there's a rainbow in the sky. How, what about a dick? A, how is that a game? I didn't see it, so I don't know. I, I hear you, you, tons you of just, praise like, go for around it. exploring, trying to collect starites. It's like you know, Super Mario Sunshine sure. or whatever. We just collect stuff. But you can is add it that kind of game you where you walk game. around like that? Yeah. Okay, it's like a Super Mario kind of game. Right. Well, and you I mean, type stuff and stuff appears. Right. What about Bullsack? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that that would be there, but there are tons of stuff. What's wrong with you? This isn't, yeah, that would be the game of Gavin's dream. I didn't do this, but I saw in one of the demo videos, like, they're they're walking through a level, the person wrote wrote Time Machine, and a Time Machine appears, the person got in it, went back in time to that same level, but, like, in the past. (laughs) Shit, And they, like, encountered, like, like, people from the past in there, like, completed a a little quest and went back in the Time Machine and came back to present time. I... I'm that's, confused. That's, yeah, it's so it's so weird. <laughs> and it's on a tiny little DS screen. That's nuts. Yeah. I also played, I don't know if anybody else checked it out, but I played Dante's Inferno. Did you guys take a look at that game? Nope. That was crazy fun. That's going to be a really good game. We should definitely check that out. I saw, um, I, I was, I was kind of happy for these guys. It's kind of a smaller game company that's putting out an MMO, and it was really fun. It's called World of Warcraft Cataclysm. <laughs> Gus uh, and I did. The booth was really empty, All the whole packs, but yeah. I, I got a chance to sit down and play, and it was a lot of fun. Dude, that was really cool. We watched, uh, you I'm, and I I'm, checked out the Worgen starting area, yeah, and then also the Goblins. I'm kidding, that place was a fucking madhouse. I got there an hour before the hall opened to finally play it. <laughs> I felt like watching watching that Worgen starting area and the missions that guy was doing, it felt totally different than WoW to me. Like, all, like the quest givers were, were interactive in the quests. It was right. really kind mm-hmm. of interesting, yeah. It's like something I hadn't seen in WoW yet. It was really cool. Yeah, I, I went back later when I went by myself, and I played the Goblin starting area, which kind of felt like... Wow, that I've seen already, like a jungle, tropical, lush mm-hmm. setting. And it definitely felt different than Dusthaven, which was the Worgen starting area. But yeah. it's still, the quest, they did a lot more phasing, and it seemed like the quests were a lot more interactive. Yeah, and like quests affect the map, right? Right. Which was kind of cool. Right. Like, like yeah, that was kind of neat. You don't really see that a lot in the wild. What's mm-hmm. a Worgen? Uh, those are the wolf-like, so, werewolf-like werewolf. characters. Wolfman. They're in uh, the Sepulcher, right? Around that uh, area? South of there. South of the Sepulcher. Mm-hmm. Um. I also saw. I don't think. I don't know if anybody saw this. There was a game called Split Second. It's a Disney racing game. It's essentially a Burnout clone, but it has interactive, like an interactive and destructible world around it, which was pretty fucking cool. What so like if too. you trashed it up, would it stay? Yeah, crushed? yeah. Like you can you can like knock down shit, and then like also like I was I was watching this kid race around on an air on an air like an airfield, and uh he went too far left, and a plane landed and ran into him like a jetliner. It was pretty cool. That's There's cool. a lot of that kind of stuff. Like you, you're not only dodging the race cars, but you're dodging like buildings falling over and shit. Oh wow, pretty neat. that's pretty cool. Yeah, there wasn't even a big line for it. I mean, I I hadn't heard of it. I just kind of stumbled into it, and it was really awesome. Yeah, sounds cool. Did you guys get the chance to see any of the old Republic stuff? No, no. Those those were all like demonstrations that you had to show up for at a specific time. And same thing with Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell. Yeah, we we, yeah. we were nor- we were normally tied up and couldn't get away for for that long. 
I will say Splinter Cells looks like one of the best games coming out, though, too. I mean, just based off the stuff you and I saw at Comic-Con, Gus. Mm-hmm. I'm still really excited about that. They're both Ubisoft, right? Yeah. Oh, so they got a good... Ubi? Ubi. What do you say? Ubi. Ubi. Ubisoft. Whatever, Ubisoft. Ubi-dubi. Ubi-gentle. I, I say Ubisoft, too. <laughs> hey, You're high new. five. We're brothers. <laughs> The, um, we'll add a high five sound effect there because we didn't actually do one. I'd say the funniest, the funniest booth that Gus and I must have spent thirty minutes watching was uh, Darksiders, which also looks oh, like a man. fun game. They had a mechanical bull. Well, it was a mechanical <laughs> was, horse. A mechanical horse is like one of the four horsemen's horse. And uh, watching people try to ride that thing, people that shouldn't be riding it, was a lot of fun. Did you get up there? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. So you're just standing on the sidelines of life. We were standing at other people, mocking it. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what do we call that one guy? Uh... The Qui-Gon Jinn guy? Oh, man. Was uh, he dressed like Qui-Gon Jinn? Yeah. It was, uh... Whatever. Whatever. Qui-Gon, oh, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Binge. binge. <laughs> you guys are... The dude was fat. You guys <laughs> are fucking heartless. Heartless. <laughs> oh, but yeah, was, I can't believe they, they, they allocated that much space to just, like, a mechanical bull in their booth. It was fun to watch, wow. though. It's a huge and booth. They weren't... We figured they'd take it easy on people with that bull, but they... I guess by the end, they just didn't give a shit, or they were sadistic, because they were knocking people around. <laughs> I, saw some, I saw some girl get fucked up. <laughs> it was I, awesome. I read an article... I was going to make a joke that they were probably filming a reality show there. You signed a waiver that you could appear, and they're probably just making you jiggle around. But I, I read an article where... Are Gabe and Tycho doing a reality show? What? Yeah, they're doing a reality show. Like on TV? I don't know. They were talking about... I read an article with them on... Is that what that comic was about? A Gamma Sutra or something like that? And they said they were interviewing them while their reality crew was around them with boom mics and television cameras. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. They're pretty funny guys. Maybe they're very funny guys. Yeah. Man. They, Tycho had a baby. Yeah, I heard about that. He had a baby and was back at the event. Yeah, day. well, he had a big panel, you know, they're, in their panels they have, they fill that whole room. That's like, well, how many people do you think fill that room, that main Goddamn, theater? I don't even know, dude. It, it was bigger this year than ever before. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say like 100,000 people. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was 12 million people in the main yeah. theater. It was but, a lot. Uh, yeah, so uh, Kurtz took over a little bit for Tycho for one of their panels, and then Tycho was able to make it back for it. So that was really cool to come back, I thought. That's kind of the worst part about, or one of the worst parts about PAX is when you're there, you work in the booth, so you don't really get the opportunity to go and check out other panels. Nope. Like, I've only seen Gabe and Tycho two or three times over the six years now Yep, mm-hmm. that we've done PAX, and I'm always, like, always sad that I don't get to see them. I try to go to as many panels as I can. That's my, my new thing. I like to go to sure. panels at Comic-Con because we never did that stuff before. We just walked walk the exhibition floor. Right. And it's pretty fun to go to panels and see you know what people are talking about and seeing what people are interested in. But uh, I didn't go to any gaming panels. It seems like if I'm going to do that, I just go play the game on the floor. Yeah, I feel like... like I, I, I went by the Ubisoft... That's me opening another beer, by the way. I went by the Ubisoft panel, uh, or the Ubisoft uh, Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell Conviction like lineup panel and there were like 10,000 people in line and I was like why the fuck would you wait probably three hours in line to look at four minutes of video game footage that you're gonna see on the internet tomorrow anyway in HD well if you're lucky like me you get a <laughs> frag doll to tell you to fuck off oh dude that was funny <laughs> <laughs> I got the cold shoulder man that was great that was pretty funny they were, they were doing something cool leading up to that cold shoulder it was awesome <laughs> yeah they were doing something really cool they were uh, walking around in white Assassin's Creed 2 hoodies. And they all had their hoodies up, and they were walking like a group of monks from Assassin's Creed. Like in a group. Like all bundled right. really tightly together. 
and it was it was cool and kind of weirdly creepy. It was really creepy. Like as soon as Bernie, because you and I were walking over, and as soon as we saw it, we both had like the same reaction. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was like being in a video game when you weren't expecting to be, and it was really kind of bizarre. It's kind of like a Mega sixty four thing. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. And uh, we were uh, we were just walking along, and I and then I realized one of them, they started taking their hoods down when they got to the event, and I realized it was the frag dolls. And so it was Brooke. I said, I said, uh, I go, God, that's really funny. That's brilliant what y'all are doing. And what'd she say? She turned to me and says, you don't have any idea what we're doing. <laughs> like, fuck off, dude. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, all right. Wow. So, you got your head bitten off. I yeah. did, man. Apparently, I was... Uh, compliments were not due, I guess, at that yeah. point in time. Whoa. I was I was not complimenting during the appropriately assigned complimenting period. <laughs> did, did, did you ever figure out what they were doing? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know? They were marketing a game and being awesome girl gamers. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know? Uh, you know who cares? The uh, later, later, like towards the end of the event on Sunday. Speaking of Brooke, uh, Brooke and Amy came by the booth to say hi, and I showed them those things. Those, uh, and I, I don't, I'm not going to say their names, but they showed. I showed them those cheating devices. That, yeah, that's that, fucking that, that, bullshit. That they were selling at the booth, and they they both looked like I punched them after I showed them that. Dude, speaking of punching, they they, I, they, they said that uh, we like we found these devices that they were selling at packs that you can add into your Xbox controller that make all of your triggers rapid fire. Which seems like total bullshit to me, and I showed it to the, to to Brooke and Amy, and like they just looked really sad. And I said, "Well, at least you know at professional gaming events, you know they, the event supplies controllers, right?" And Brooke and Amy said, "No, at professional gaming events, you bring your own controller." Well, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. They'll have to change that. <laughs> They're gonna have to change that. Yeah, but it's not it's not a new thing. These things have been around for ages. No, it is weird that in the middle of a gaming exhibition, they would have a cheating device. <laughs> Like, how did they get approved to be there, you know? That's like when we went to Comic-Con the first year, and we were next to booths that were bootlegging RVB discs, along with, of course, you know, tons of other bootleg discs. It just seems weird that that would be in there. Mm-hmm. And Comic-Con has cleaned that up. You know, I, I can't imagine that... I can't imagine they knew what they were there to sell. Uh, yeah, and I, I can't... Well, you were t- talking about people getting punched out. I can't imagine every game developer at that event didn't walk over and... You know, punch out yeah. every single dude at that booth. Yeah, these guys were kind of hidden in another booth. Like, the, the booth true. they were in was, like, selling gaming headsets or something. And then these guys were, like... Like, there was a sign that was, like, all of our controllers are modified with this device. And I, we tried it out. Jeff and I played a, a, scary, a game of World at War, and, like, you switch to your pistol, and you pull the trigger, and all your buttons... All your bullets fire instantly. Your sniper rifle becomes a machine gun. That would be crazy for the for the new pistol in ADST. Yeah, it would yeah. be. Because that, that's one of those... It fires as fast as you can pull the trigger guns. Mm-hmm. Man, that pistol's Insane. awesome. That's the best thing. Headshot and grunts. There is such a... Yeah, that's such a... I don't know, great feeling to headshot grunts with that pistol. Yeah. It's like it's like the grunt head was designed for that. For that <laughs> it really well, is. Maybe the pistol was designed for the grunt head. Maybe. Hey-o. Can I say something? So, you You keep bringing up this cheating thing. Like, he keeps bringing up the people that came to the booth. Gus is yeah. doing this. And he seems like he's down on it, yet he keeps carrying them around and, like, showing them to people and then going to the booth and trying them. Like, you seem like you're, like... I, I, I was curious about it. Yeah, you seem like you're oddly, like, endorsing this thing. And to me, it's utter bullshit. Yeah, that, totally. That, yeah. 
But it's this weird thing where like you're like, what do you think about this? This is weird, huh? I want to I want to talk to people and see what they think about it. Why <laughs> is it? Why quick, quick, is there quick, a cover quick. off a controller right there? Because you told me to try it out. You told me to put it on one of ours. Did I? Yes. I walked in this morning and said, "Hey, Gus." No, it wasn't this morning. It was this afternoon before we started the podcast. I walked in and said, "I really want to try this thing out." Yeah, you said, "Why don't you put it on one of our controllers?" <laughs> oh, is that the way it works? It's hey, Gavin. You were here. Hey, Gavin. Gavin. Warranty void. Don't answer. Let's just you and I'll go outside for about ten minutes. I walked in. I want to get this straight. I walked in and said. We're already here. And I, I, said, I walked in. And I said, hey, Gus, do you remember that device that you saw at PAX? Did you happen to bring them back to the office? I, Is that what I did? <laughs> no, I, I walked in with the device. Oh, did you? Okay, okay. And then you said, you should put one of those on our controller. And that's what I did. Oh. And I think I and I think Company mandate. For machinima purposes, I think you should. We should try out and see if we can do different things with it. That's all I was thinking. I do I think it's it. interesting that you brought these these things all the way back from PAX. Let's say this. I find it suspicious. Hey, let me tell you something. I find it a little let me tell suspect, you something. is what I'm saying. We brought three back. There's two here. Where do you think the third is? Where? His house. I threw it away. <laughs> where, where, is it? where is it, Gavino? Scumbags. So, let me tell you. I haven't installed it. all accounted for. Two there, one there. I haven't installed it. Yeah. He just gave it to me. I so you know it. what? Fuck you. Don't oh, fuck man. me. I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm, sitting <laughs> here I'm totally innocent. I'm uh, sitting here, clean slate, look at me. I just want to see. I just want to see if it lets us do different things with Machinima. That's all. I'm maybe, sure you do at your house. I'm sure you do. Maybe we'll be able to get hudless. Let me tell you something, guys. The view from the high road, pretty nice. You should try it sometime. <laughs> How's the view from the fat road? Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's delicious. I'd like to uh, let everyone know that the episode this week is going to be late because Bernie has knocked every single tr- controller down the back of the couch, and there's another one. And another one. Now they're all gone. Don't put don't put controllers on the couch anymore. I need the, <laughs> who, who, I need, start, who started doing that? I need the entire couch. I think it's got to be a Gavin thing. I saw these things. That I think we should get for in here. They're uh, I haven't tried them, so I don't know if they're any good or not. But Energizer makes a rack that you can just plug controllers into, and it's like it holds them and charges them at the same time. That's a great idea. Put it on the wall. Yeah, and there's like an LED on it that it stays lit up red all around the controller, and then it goes green when they're fully charged. Nice. It's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it, it. Leave it to Energy, or Energizer, excuse me, to come up with a good energy solution for This us. portion of the podcast brought to you by Energizer. And Negro Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys were talking a little bit ago about the World of Warcraft interactive quest givers. Yeah. And that brought up something in my mind that we haven't talked about yet, which is that Old Republic has announced that their quest giving mechanism mm-hmm. is going to be cutscenes, and I was wondering how you guys felt about that. Yeah, it's gonna—it's all going to have voiceover and full voiceover and dialogue cut and everything. Yeah, I'm not—I don't think 50, I like that. Fifteen over I, fifty novels I, of dialogue. I hadn't heard cutscene. What I, I had heard is just that the quest givers talk in game. I saw it. It looked like a cutscene. Mm. And I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I do when I load a WoW or reinstall it or anything like that is. Make the fast text yeah. of yeah, quests. Quick, quick yeah. text or whatever. Yeah. A lot of times, I'll be honest, I don't even read the quests. <laughs> yeah. Re- I'm I the re- same way, but this is Star Wars, man. You want to be immersed in that shit, right? Yeah. It's Star Wars today. A year and a half from now, it's going to be an MMO. You know what yeah. I mean? When you're going to be like, okay, what do I need? I need five tribbles? Uh, okay, I'll go get them. I'm That's sure, Star I'm, Trek. I'm sure there'll be a way to disable that and make it make it quick. I'm sure they'll Probably. have the enable fast fast quest. Fast cutscene? That'd fast be awesome. Fast quest text. <laughs> They call it the special edition cutscene. Everything's sped up in little kid voices. Do you ever play? Do you ever put in a game and then just skip the opening cutscene? I don't, uh, think, I've, I don't think I've ever done that. No. I did that. No DST. Do you remember that by accident? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all I, sat around, went into. Whoops. 
I do it all the time, which is why I play through entire games not knowing all the fucking yeah. controller buttons. Well, you, I've had to explain Gears of War to you. You don't know what the story is with that. I've, and I've beaten both games now. Yeah, there you go. I, I, was, I saw the opening cutscene in ODST, and there's a part of it where you can like look around, and just as a natural function of looking around, I decided, well, I'm going to start trying to interact with things, and hit a button, and then I skip the cutscene. Like the last, probably, what, one quarter of that cutscene. Right. Yeah. So don't do that when you play ODST. Man, speaking of ODST, we just saw that live-action ODST commercial. Fuck, dude, that's awesome. That thing was fucking... That made me want a Halo movie so badly, man. The, we, that, are, we are ODST. We are ODST? God damn. You got you to gotta look for that in the link dump. Yeah, I'll add that for sure. Uh, that, that, it's the same guy who did the Halo 3 Believe commercial. Which were awesome, Yeah, which too. were fantastic. Yeah. But this is even cooler. This yeah. is really, really well. That's some great show. I, I love that. I mean, it's in, the, it's in ODST, the game, as well, but the visor effect where it's like... Whew, yeah, and you don't see their face anymore. Very, very cool. It's very cool to see that on a live-action guy and not uh, in-game. I, I thought, you know, and it's, it's futuristic, so you don't know, I felt the helmets didn't feel like that in that last scene. They had a lot of weight to them. Mm-hmm. But that would be, like, literally the only thing to complain about in that, that whole thing for mm-hmm. me. Well, you thought they looked too light. They just looked, yeah. yeah. They did seem, I, can, they, I, I agree. But I can, you don't know what they're made of, either. You know what right. I mean? I, mean it's, you can, I can tell you, as a soldier who had to wear helmets in the Army for five years... They, you would want them to be light. That shit fucking sucks. Oh, yeah? It like, compresses your neck constantly with heavy-ass Kevlar helmet. It's like the worst thing in the world. It's rattling around. Worse than a bullet. Yeah. Yeah, way worse than a bullet. And uh, <laughs> what planetary colony were you fighting on again? <laughs> I was on planet Kuwait. <laughs> <laughs> they, should have a, they should have, like, a version of uh, Jeff in, in these military games where you're some dude running around with a camera. <laughs> You'd be, like, in the Japanese <laughs> army. You'd I would, like, I would. <laughs> like the Fatal Frame character. Yeah, Halo meets Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame, Halo crossover. Yeah. But we started watching other stuff that that guy done. What was his name? Like Rupert. Uh, Rupert Sanders? Yeah. Awesome we're watching, dude. We're watching awesome some of his, dude. his other like commercial stuff, and it's, it's like shoe commercials. And and then and me and Gus were having a discussion on the fact that if you're doing a shoe commercial or, or a, a car, car commercial, commercial, you don't have to have it. It doesn't have to be to do with a car or a shoe. You can shoot whatever the fuck you want and then put a car at the end. And I said, because lots of times when you're, when you're showing a commercial like that, you're not selling the product necessarily. It's just a lifestyle. You're reminding people... Yeah, but that's not true, because you're, you're selling the product. Yeah, you're the... selling the shoe. You're not selling a way of life. Yeah, no, a shoe I totally, is part of the lifestyle. I totally agree with Gus on this one. Well, there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, there's a surprise. What are, you, what are you trying to say? Jeff and Gus are right? What a yeah. surprise. What a surprise. Jeff and Gus are right again. Fucking but what, what, what else can you advertise without having any... Like, no reference to it. No shots of it. MTV. Liquor. Uh, how about fucking douche? Tampons? <laughs> <laughs> You never see, you never see like, you never see him like inserts like this in a fucking tampon commercial. It's just a lady no, and her daughter see, walking down the beach, bullshit. fucking you always, talking you about that, how, how easy it is to walk like with CG fucking... tampons that expand and stuff. <laughs> That's all science talk. <laughs> <laughs> see, well, I gotta agree with Gavino on that one. You, they always show like the wings ex- like expanding or whatever. Whatever, dude. I didn't know there were wings on a tampon. On the fucking maxi pads, the same thing. Someday you'll have a girlfriend. You'll learn all about this stuff. Guys. You know, only in this podcast could we go from an awesome ODST live Halo action trailer to wings on tampons and maxi pads. That's Wait. my bad. It was his, no, it was his fault. Oh, was that his bad? Yeah, it was Jeff's, Jeff's fault. That, that shot... You never that, see condoms in condom commercials. That pod opens and the ODST barrels out of there and the yeah. camera just stays with him. Just... Because he's like completely enclosed in that pod, and the camera's behind him, and then the the door ejects off and follows him out. It's, it reminded me of that shot in the new Terminator movie, which I didn't like, but I like that one shot where he crashes the chopper, and the camera just stays on the whole time, and then he climbs out. Have you seen it? No, no. It's a great shot. It's a great, really long it, shot. It, it made me think of more like Storming Normandy, like a yeah. Saving Private Ryan kind of thing, where well, you're, yeah. like, you're, you're you're in an enclosed space, 
then you know you hit and then you know you got to hit the ground running yeah because you're a fucking target immediately mm-hmm. you know the thing about the books though with halo which is going to be tough for the movies and they haven't really shown in in any of the, either the blumkamp shorts that originally came out or this thing i mean he literally fights one brute that shows up i mean one yeah. brute in the middle of an empty field and you know the books and the feeling get i mean these are massive planetary invasions you know and they have a lot of troops cuz they're pulling from five different races mm-hmm. right the covenant is loads of different races of aliens right yeah and um you know it's gonna be tough to pull that off in any kind of movie you know you should make a lot of forests you know those big o- those big open plains you're gonna have to have like a lord of the rings style army right set up you know you know maybe not that big you know where it's just a massive troop because they also have vehicles and everything else but damn this thing was awesome dude i mean really really awesome yeah it's fantastic hey is there anything else from pax we should talk about how was your panel we, we get yeah how was our panel I didn't get to see it. I had to stay home. I had to stay in Austin. The panel, <laughs> the panel was great. I thought the panel went really well. We showed four videos. Uh, they all got great responses. They were exclusives, right? The episode? Uh, I, were they exclusive? I don't, no. Well, maybe. Well, we showed, episode we showed, 12 wasn't out We showed yet. Secret Door, which is already on our website. Yeah. Uh, episode 12, which wasn't out. Uh, we showed that uh, ODST piece, which isn't out yet anyway, right? It will be out soon. Will yeah, be out the soon. final viral. And then uh, a little bit of our... A little bit of this week's live action short. Yeah. Yep. And it had a great Q&A. Like, the problem with our Q&As of the past at PAX is we always had, like, an hour and a half long panel. And the, the, just, the Q&As kind of drag on if you don't have stuff to show. Right. And we tried to we tried to be smart about this time and fill some of that time with video. And that worked, I thought worked really well. Yeah. And, and all the questions we had were, for the most part, great this year. Yeah, and then we even had the video. Before we went out on the stage, we even showed a video. We showed the episode 12. Oh, right, right, right. And then yeah. we went out. Oh, you opened on that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, and once again, of course, we gave. I mean, in our Q and A, there's very little A. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of a hole. <laughs> there's a lot of Q and F U. <laughs> it's just you know, everyone the 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 question askers essentially end up playing the straight man in that process. But yeah, it, it's a very fun time. I think <laughs> we uh, we wore. Sh- I don't know if Jeff told you this, Gavino, but we wore shirts that spelled out boner. Yeah, I I did. <laughs> Which took some that. convincing to, to get Bernie to go along with. It really did. It really took some. But convincing. people went nuts for it. They loved it. And I had people come up to me later and say that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Luckily, everyone else was willing to play along really easily, so yeah. Bernie got dragged into it. <laughs> well, I would have done it anyway. But, you know. <laughs> Fucking, the best part about that panel to me was Matt showed up. He had been up for like 36 straight hours working on Secret Door. And he somebody came up and gave us a six-pack of beer or a 12-pack of beer in the panel. Matt took like what I'm guessing were like four sips of beer and 10 minutes later was completely drunk. <laughs> And he we, got drunk during the panel. He he got drunk during the panel, and then you guys took off. Gus and I, we all went out to Red Mill, this hamburger place, and we were in the line at Red Mill, and Matt goes, we need more beer. And we're like, I don't think you can drink beer at a fast food restaurant. And next thing we know, he was running off across the street to a grocery store. <laughs> Gus had to chase after him, and when you caught up with him, he couldn't, he was so drunk, he, he couldn't pay for the He, he was in the self-checkout line, <laughs> wiping his credit card over and over. <laughs> he was like a robot, like stuck in a loop. <laughs> And I walked up to him and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, I want to get some beer. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to hit the pay now button on the thing before you slide. <laughs> had to walk him through the process. Surprised the fucking cashier didn't kick us out. <laughs> it was funny. And then what did you do with the beer? Then I, then I was like, oh, I was like, let me carry that for you, Matt. So I grabbed the 12 pack. And he's like, oh, thanks. Then we walk outside. We walk. And then I walk with him to the front door of the, of the burger place and I open the door like, yo, go ahead. He's like, okay. He walks in, and I close the door behind him and run to the car. And I put the beer in the car and locked it. 
<laughs> nothing will uh, nothing will sober you up faster than a huge ass hamburger, though. So are there any the trick. are there any rules in like stores? If if you come in drunk and try and buy beer, are they allowed to stop you? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, they can stop you they because you're too drunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Do they do that in England, or are they required to? I don't know. I was just thinking about it. They definitely can in a pub. They'd be like, we're not serving anymore. Why don't you go home and test it out? You, what do you want me to like, leave? Get ham- we- no, like when you go home, get hammered and try to go into Waitrose and buy like an orange and some beer. Okay, see what they do. Man, you know, I got refused eggs once. <laughs> Why? What? Because it was Halloween, and <laughs> I was gonna go and egg a house, but they, they obviously knew, and I was. They didn't sell really? me eggs. If, if only they'd caught the people who were who bought those eighteen eggs for my car. Well, <laughs> I once Have got you- hit in the balls with a frozen egg. On Halloween, <laughs> Jesus! Why, why would they go to the trouble of freezing an egg? Because it fucking pick, hurts. Why not just pick up a rock? I mean, I mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess if you throw a rock at someone, that's like you can be arrested. But if it's an egg, it's like well, it was only an egg. And then plus, slowly it uh, it thaws yeah. out, and then you've got a fucking messy egg. It's like the, the ice bullet crime scene thing. <laughs> you can get away with it because it's it. Thaws out <laughs> to a, guy, a regular egg. There's a dead guy here with swollen balls. What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a chicken attacked him and <laughs> laid an egg on him. Well, we came across a crime scene. There's a there's a knocked out guy <laughs> with swollen balls, and there's a baby chicken walking. Around. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So speaking of, so was the baby chicken be like an ODST in that case? He's like in this fucking little pod, <laughs> breaks out. The camera follows him. <laughs> he was ready to drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, wow. so, <laughs> so how's your car? How's your little Beamer? I have no idea. He's scared to go. Did look you at actually it. clean the egg off it, or were you like, "Fuck it, it's on there now"? I don't know, dude. I haven't cleaned it. I, don't know. I haven't seen the car since we talked about it last time. So Whoa. it's still sitting out there in front of your old house. Yeah, in theory. What are you doing? <laughs> Let's go and get it. Let's I, go I'm, get I'm, it today. I'm gonna go get it. T- I'll go get it today, dude. That <laughs> we should document it. <laughs> I'm gonna film it just in case it doesn't start again. He had to go to PAX. He didn't have time. Yeah, yeah. like I did it because I was trying to get it done. The last time PAX. we went out there, I was trying to get it done before PAX, and we've been gone. Hey, do you know what sucks? I came into work yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. That does suck. And uh, nobody fucking told me it was an American holiday. Nobody else turned up. I was the only one here with Brandon? Oh, we were, well, we were you're, tired. You're not American, yeah. so fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> you don't <laughs> right. get our holidays. As I recall, you lost. <laughs> you, you, you can take off hot tea day wherever the fuck you take off over there you can get that's because that's every day of this month you can, get, day. you can get Guy Fawkes <laughs> day off and that's about it do you not have Guy Fawkes no. no why would we it's firework day dude oh you have that on the 4th of July right well, yeah. when is know. Guy Fawkes day uh, 5th of November 5th of November yeah it's firework night have a bonfire throw a dummy on it hey, what's the deal with what, that so what is Guy Fawkes day what's the history behind he's that? the guy who tried to blow up what was it? Buckingham? No, it was the House of Parliament or something. Yeah, and you have a holiday for this guy. What? So, we, like, we, so we have we, yay terrorist day. We should have an Osama Bin Laden day. Yeah. It was like a whole gunpowder thing. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm really shit at history, especially my own history. For shame. But really, you yeah. guys celebrate a guy who tried to blow up your government? I think we celebrate the fact that he he was caught. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> you, you guys also, you guys are big into that. You guys celebrate Robin Hood. That dude was a fucking thief. I don't. When do we celebrate Robin, Robin Hood? Hood? International Robin Hood Day. Don't try to keep it hidden from us. We know, we know about we it. We know. Fucking. Isn't that the one where they pinch you if you don't wear a green hat? Like the, 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 feather, <laughs> the feather in it? In it? <laughs> I was talking to Brandon at lunch yesterday uh, about... Because he didn't know the difference between the UK and Great Britain and England. We've had this discussion before. Oh, like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, so let me let me test you. It's not that we don't know the difference. It's that you, you don't know that all Americans don't know that. You don't know something about us. It's that no American knows the difference between England, Great Britain, and the UK. Okay, or do, cares. Do you, do you know the difference? Do I? Yes. I do. I do. I'm very confident. What about you, Gus? Uh, I'm not as confident as those Go guys. for it. I, I Give think, it a go. 
No, no, no. Why are you asking the one that's not <laughs> confident? Because it'll be funnier. No, fuck that. I don't care. All right. We beat your asses already. We All right. I okay. need to know. Well, I know that New Zealand is a separate country. What, to, to the UK? Yeah, it is. Jesus. What well, is South you, Africa? You, you made the mistake of, of thinking New Zealand's part of Australia I before. never, I, I, I never did that. What I, what I did was I said we went down to Australia, and as part of that trip, we went to Wellington. And that's when I got called out by the oh, guy. Because okay. they're very sensitive I didn't understand that's yeah. what had happened. Okay. I even had a dude like come at me again about that. saying, how could you confuse New Zealand with Australia? Anyway. Yeah. So those are definitely two accents you don't want to confuse either when you're down there. I'm gonna try to do this. You want to sound smart? Okay. Let's do it. Britain is the island, the big island. Great Britain. Yeah, Great Britain is the island, the Which... main, the main big island, mm-hmm. right? The UK is England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, and Wales, and Wales, and Wales. It's ba- the UK is it's the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So what the fuck is Southern Ireland? It's the, Repu- the Republic of Ireland. It's, and that's nothing. It's, it's not it? a part of the UK. Where's Dublin? Where's Dublin? Yeah. That's in uh, the Re- Republic of Ireland. In Northern it's, Ireland. It's not... No, it's, it's, not, it's, it's Southern Ireland. Ireland. Uh, no, yeah. The difference is, you know, some stuff. They also use euros, and the Northern Ireland uses pounds. That's got to be confusing. I and guess it's confusing for the people who live in Ireland, yeah. It's also confusing, too, to him, because I say things like... I assume he's metric, but they're not metric. They, they, they use miles, and they use... They don't use pounds for weight. They use stone, which makes well. There's pounds in stone. It's just it's just another like you you wouldn't say two hundred pounds. You say however many stone. However many stone, because you don't know how many stone <laughs> is it. How many stone? How many pounds are in a stone? Like fourteen. <laughs> like like 14? fourteen? I don't know. God. Is it a variable amount? It's like thirteen or fourteen. So it's what a, is the origin of a stone? I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, Europe is old. That's, that's, that's what you could say. It's a really old tradition. The origin of stones is a very philosophical, the, theological question that I don't think we want to get the into in the podcast. The origin of frozen <laughs> eggs. <sighs> Good Lord. So, and then Britain is in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. That's the other thing I know about it. <laughs> that's about it. Do you even know that, Gavin? What, what ocean it's in? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact is that it, it takes me 40 minutes on a plane to get to Amsterdam. Do you like that fact? Yeah. How how many how often do you go to Amsterdam? Yeah, I was no, going to say. I've only been twice. Yeah. I, <laughs> Sounds like you really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. You, you should come down there, buddy. I also yeah. haven't ever been to Wales, and that's like two hours away. I don't even know what that is. Probably should. What is that? Wales is a country. It is? Yeah. Christian Bale is Welsh. Yeah, I know Welsh. When you say somebody's Welsh, I just thought it was a region of the UK. Did I ever show you No, that? there's actually a Welsh language, and... <laughs> Did I ever oh, show you yeah. that, that street the, sign the street that was side. translated wrong? Link dump. Yeah, I'll put that in the link dump. But they have their own language there, and I guess they have to put, when they have street signs, they have to put them in Welsh and in English. Yeah. And uh, they put this one big sign up that said, like, all trucks must turn right and follow this road, you know, or whatever. And the Welsh version, if you translate it from Welsh back to English, said, I am out of the office. Please forward all translation, <laughs> jo- all translation work to so-and-so. You're kidding and me. And it said that I'm on the sign. Serious. And it said that on the fucking sign. <laughs> That's they, they fucking emailed, <laughs> awesome. They emailed the translation dude, and his autoresponder replied. And That's they were like, unbelievable. Okay, that's it. Wow. Wow, uh, that's crazy. A lot of bright people going on uh, working in your region. There was somebody, um, I forget who it was. Oh, Jason wrote something positive about Microsoft tech support for the 360. Right. Mm-hmm. And then a few minutes later, the 360... Twitter feed started following him. Like, there was some kind of 360 support feed that, like, some kind of bot that followed him. And then I went and looked at that feed and the people following it, and, and it was a Sony bot in there as well. And then it's like, other one that was, like, clearly a bot. 
And then there was like one of these spam girl bots. It's like, come see me, come see my profile or whatever. Sure. And then I just kind of, I just did a little drilling and I eventually got to like one of these bot profiles that was being followed by nothing but other bots. And that's kind of creepy. Yeah, they have their own little bot. <laughs> yeah. They're it's like, like a community. Yeah, here's this little conversation that's taking place between all these not real people. And they're just, they're, they're all responding to one each other and they all joined each other's network. Did they just find each other by fluke? And like, how, how did they start following each other? I have so? no idea. I have no idea. They probably just... <laughs> I guess if you un- unleash enough bots into a... A community, they'll eventually find each other and become friends. It would be an interesting experiment to take like two <laughs> aim chatbots and have them start talking to each other and just let it run forever and see if like <laughs> see where you end up. Eventually, they'll come up with the complete works of Shakespeare. <laughs> it will, <laughs> or they'll take over the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, that's frightening stuff, man. It's like that that video we saw of the robotic hands. I wonder. How, oh, that thing was crazy. Yeah. I wonder how quickly that conversation between two aim bots would take place. That's a good question. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It'd be like milliseconds between yeah, responses. Like, like, like a machine gun of conversation. Right. I bet you could have like the whole works of Shakespeare in two minutes. Yeah. They just attach one of those things to the controller and they're good to go. <laughs> just break it down. It's frightening. It was just really creepy and weird to get in there and like you're like crashing a private party of... <laughs> of Terminators? Yeah. Yikes. Hey, what was the place you and I went to uh, with our friend Lori to get cupcakes, Gus? Uh, Trophy Cupcake. God damn. If anybody goes to Seattle, you should go to Trophy Cupcakes. That place was good. That place was great. That's one of the few times in my life I've been somewhere else and I thought Austin doesn't have a, uh, a version of this mm-hmm. that's comparable. If you need to use the bathroom there, the code's 5796. Five, it is 57. Guy's bathroom. Just throwing that out there. What's that? So if you're homeless and listening to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. here's a little sanctuary for you. So you can't pee unless you know a code. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a big sign on the door that says, go ask a merchant for it's, the code. It's pretty cool. The uh, The store is in a grade school, like an old like old grade school, like two-story grade school, and then it's they just filled it with like it's kind of a mall on the inside. But anyway, eat those fucking cupcakes because they're fantastic. What was your favorite cupcake? That's sad. That's sad. They took a school and turned it into a mall? Better than turning it, tearing it down. It's not like... It's not it like wasn't a fucking gap in it. It was like a 200-year-old mall. Or 200-year-old school. And they just they put cool stuff in, like the trophy it's place. Like, yeah, and small like, local retailers. Yeah. It was no, really that's cool. Not, that's, I don't like that. Why would, why would you ever disable an educational facility? I'm hmm. assuming it was already not in use. I don't think they kicked the kids out of class one day and replaced them with cupcakes. I'm sure that they moved to a bigger grade school. And then the place was empty, and they were like, we can tear it down, or yeah, we can sure, find some cool way to reuse it. I'm, well, sure, it, I'm you, sure it was so old it had lead paint and asbestos all over the fucking place. So, so let's what, open a cupcake So factory. yeah, let's, let's let you know fat people come in here. We'll so what you're saying off. is, once you've built a school, it should be a school forever. Yeah, pretty much. And when yeah. it's no longer a school anymore, tear it down, and then it's gone. No, you don't tear it down, because it's not like the population is shrinking, well, you, and the no market for education is in decline. Dude, I went to a brand new high school in 1989. They 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 didn't. <clears throat> they, we outgrew the old high school, so we had to build a new one. At least this, and they tore the old one down. At least this way, they reused that space. Why not? Why not build another school, another smaller school with a lower student to teacher ratio, with double the teachers and administrators? You're you're on the same page as me now. But forget about it. I'm sure the cupcakes were great. They were great. <laughs> More cupcakes. <sighs> cupcakes win. Good lord. What a weirdo. Fucking, Yo, how odd. Fucking weirdo. Huh. I mean, don't get me wrong. You put in front of me a plate of cupcakes and a teacher, I will probably choose the cupcakes. But on a theoretical level, let's go with the teachers and the schools. What? <laughs> okay. How can you not understand this debate? How can you not understand what no, I'm saying? I understand, how is I understand this a debate totally at what all? you're saying. I just, I just disagree with you. And you can, you know, 
me, you think you should take a 200-year-old school that's a, probably a cooler building than some goddamn new facility that they're going to build for an elementary school, and you're going you're gonna to say that they should turn into a fucking mall? It was too small to be a school anymore. Well, you can build a, a fucking magnet school or a school for you know artists or something. Sell it to a private school. I guess no, but I get, maybe they tried. Nobody wanted it. Why are you so passionate about this? Yeah, who, who fucking cares? Because I hate this idea that we're going to take a school and turn it into like some kind of like but commercial was, facility. It and wasn't a okay school anymore. And even when I bring it up, everyone's like, oh, it's cool. You know Let's what? Get our don't don't blame the fucking <laughs> cupcake people. They're saviors. Blame the city of Seattle for allowing that school to go unused. I'm not, I'm not blaming the cupcake people. Oh, what, what about an I airport? Think, I think you have an anti-cupcake agenda. I do, too. I don't. They were good cupcakes. I had one. They were good. You should go there. All right, get the one with marshmallows. Bernie got so passionate he ripped the microphone out of the hole and started sitting up. There's a bite. Bernie never sits up during the podcast. Don't tell him about the Kennedy School in Portland. It may fucking blow up. Yeah, Kennedy School is a fantastic school for very smart children. (laughs) That place is awesome. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it in the link. Don't thank you. (laughs) So, (laughs) so Bernie, I just want to say I'm both pro education and pro cupcake. I want to ask you a question. Apparently, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Bernie, what game uh, what games are you going to buy for your PS3? <laughs> uh, I'll buy Little Big Planet probably and then Uncharted because everyone tells me I have to play Uncharted. Yeah, I, I said I was going to buy that before Comic-Con and I still haven't. I need to buy that. Yeah. And I'll play Killzone probably. Oh yeah, that one's just another one I want to buy. There's still nothing. How can it if, be if that there's, there's co- nothing if, on the hey, PS3 that I want to play? If there's co-op, we should play together. Let's play co-op together. Do you think you get, did, yeah, do you feel excluded, Jeff? No, is co-op possible on a PS3? I don't know how that works. <laughs> you have to have like nine logins. Hon- honestly, I don't know. You have to have a developer login, a publisher login, a Sony login. Do you still have to do that stupid thing where you enter a name by using like numbers? They they, pat- like- they finally patched it after oh. after launch. Watching oh, oh, who came up with that? Who, how, did, how did that get released with I, that system? So Wii still has that. You have to have like a, a Wii number or something like well, that. Well, no, what he's talking I'm to- about. Yeah, I'm talking, about, like talking about a phone pad. Yeah, when, you, when the <laughs> PS3 first came out, like the <laughs> initial shipping firmware, when you would like enter your username and all that stuff, it was a T9 pad. Like you had to text it in. There was no keyboard. Like but, to do d- or Y, you'd have to hit the WXYZ key three yeah, times, right? right? Yeah. If, yeah, that's crazy. If if it's anything like watching you try to play Metal Gear on the PS3 on mm. multiplayer, oh god! Then for Metal Gear, yeah, you have to sign into the PSN, then to sign into like the Konami service. Then and I didn't have an account, so I had to make an account. So I had to launch the web browser, and I had to make a fucking web account on the Konami website. Then it redirected me back into the game. Yeah, that was horrible. It was like a thirty-minute process for you to play a single game. Of <laughs> service Metal Gear within a service. That's terrible. Yeah, yep. that's why I love Xbox Live. I love it. Yeah. Do you? Well, you pay for it. Too. Yeah, it's a I difference. Mean, yeah, there's a balance there. You got to pay for your Xbox Live. You don't have to silver account. You can't play online with silver accounts. What if I don't want to? I don't know what Xbox. What do you fucking care? <laughs> <laughs> is it why, why, why is everyone so combative? Good lord! What do you get for a silver account? You get marketplace, right? Achievements. You get marketplace and achieve and, and you player can achievements. send people messages. I, that... I don't know if you can, but you can download games and stuff from marketplace. And you can download de- demos. Yeah. Yeah, and DLCs. So I'm gonna... so, some DLC is gold exclusive, but not all. I'm going to ask a potentially inflammatory question. Oh, here. great! It's a fucking anger couch that I do it. No, 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 no. This is not. I mean, this is not an angry thing. I'm just asking a question that I'm not sure how the service works. I'm going to guess it doesn't work the way I'm about to say it does. So, if Microsoft makes fifty dollars, say per year for gold subscribers, and then someone makes a big hit on multiplayer, which drives those subscriptions, do you think Microsoft pays the developer like uh, like some kind of Kickback? Commission or kickback no, for that? I, I, I doubt it. I wouldn't think so. Or do you think they probably actually charge them to have access to their gold subscriber <laughs> database? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Microsoft's, Microsoft's paying a lot of money to uh, to maintain those servers that they're using, right? Yeah, but that's what the 50 bucks a year per person goes to. Not, I guess that's true. I can't imagine those will cost a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of bandwidth, right? I have yeah. a computer. And it's like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do anything. It just works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just plug their DSL modem into the fucking <laughs> Microsoft server banks, and they're fine. <laughs> they, have, they have Comcast cable. They're good. It's like, man, it's like 80 megabits up. They're good. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, that's something we really like behind in Austin. We have Time Warner Cable here, um, which, while trying to stay as, as objective as I can, is a gigantic piece of shit. And you know, <laughs> I, I switched away from them. Yeah, Gus is on Grande now. Are you? After they threatened to uh, to implement bandwidth caps, when yep. I moved, I ditched Time Warner. Yeah. I mean, Are you happy? For, the, for the first time in 10 years, I do not have Time Warner service. I was in like their cable modem beta for Roadrunner when it was here, and I, they've been my internet service provider ever since then. Yeah, and they can go stick a so, fat baseball bat up their asses. What's, what's a fat the, baseball bat? A softball, a softball bat? bat. I think it's yeah. a softball bat up their asses. One of those big red ones you could buy four-year-olds. I want you to tell the story about the guy who installed your new cable. <laughs> the guy who installed my cable, though, at Grande, was a little crazy. <laughs> he was, like, talking to himself the whole time. Oh, yeah? Like, he was climbing the pole up behind my house to get the cable running, and he came down, and he was angry because there wasn't equipment up on the pole, so he took his hard hat off and threw it into the street. <laughs> Fucking awesome, He dude. had to, like, go and climb another pole, right? Yeah, a different he, was, one, like, and then he was, like, screaming at the pole. <laughs> I, I used to work in the telephone industry, and we, we used to, to know guys that climb poles, because it seems like a lot of the executives, that was the entry-level thing that people did, like, back in the 60s and 50s, they would climb poles. Pretty Pretty crazy stories. Dude, speaking of crazy, we didn't know this. Gus and I just found this out about Nathan. You know, he, before this, he worked at AT&T yeah. as, like, some kind of manager. And there was an AT&T pole climbing strike, I guess. And they shipped all the managers out to West Texas, and Nathan had to climb poles and, <laughs> like, like fix telephones. It was in Odessa, I think. For, like, for like a week. Really? Yeah. He got, like, seven minutes of training and then a fucking, like, a strap to climb a pole with. So is that... What's the pay like? Because that's quite a dangerous job, right? Climbing poles I'm every day. I mean, if you do it enough times, you're eventually going to have an accident. I'm assuming they're millionaires. Like, like, I have to climb a ladder to get into bed when I'm staying at yours. And the amount of times I've slipped and, like, almost, like, got my leg caught in a rung of the ladder. And, like, it could have ended badly so many times. I think if I had to do this every day, we'll get there. multiple times. You know how those poles have, like, those metal handles, right? Yeah. And, like, there's no, there's no handles for, like, the first 10 feet of the pole or whatever to discourage right. people from climbing. Right, kids would get up and stuff. I just always assumed that those people brought a ladder with them that, to get up there and then would start climbing. The dude from Grande who did my installation had like these spikes on his feet. Oh, like, he shit. Put, so he, he just put, like, like these braces on his legs. Yeah. And then just like like with those with those spikes on the bottoms of his shoes, like climbed up those first ten feet. He got like a little running start, it was like boop, boop, boop. I wonder how God often damn, those guys break awesome. their ankles. <laughs> I can tell you I can tell you a story uh, from a guy that I knew and they were out in like West Texas. And a lot of times when they climb these poles, they're doing repair work. And if you think about what downs a phone line you don't want to be climbing a pole in that environment. Right. Because it's like thunder and lightning on the horizon or just passed. And you're like, go up the pole and let's get the service restored. But it's, it's, imagine I, if you can, like the spikes you're talking about, the interior of your, of right. your feet. It's exactly where they are. Yeah. And so you dig them into the, the wooden pole to climb up it. But then for your hands, you have a belt that goes around the pole mm-hmm. and then you grab it. Mm-hmm. So that you like loop it up for bracing, then lift your feet up and go up like that. We get to watch a lumberjack show and That's see that. That's retro. It's fucking 2009. We should have better technology. These are that. Like I said, these are dudes who were doing this back in the 50s. I mean, oh, now okay. they probably have cherry pickers. I've heard crazy stories about them going from pole to pole via helicopter to do it fast. There's companies that do that. I know a lot of women that do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... The, the, he's going with his buddy, and they're going like, "I'll take this pole, you take that pole," and they're like talking to each other and like yelling to the next pole, and and they're going up. And he watched his friend go to the top of the pole, 
and missed the top of the pole with the belt. So he goes over the top of the pole, has nothing, and falls off backwards, goes down 40 feet and lands on his head. And he's yelling to him, and his friend's dead, and he has to go down the pole to get over to him. So he just flicked it over the top of the pole? Like, missed, probably did it a hundred times that day and just missed the top of the pole and kicked off the top of the pole. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. That was, uh, I couldn't imagine that scenario. That's sucky. Yeah, and then I heard some other, like, when they were really building out networks in the late 90s, there was all these theories about how to get these lines out everywhere. Uh, and there was somebody who came up with this really crazy thing where they had a train. Do you remember this, Gus? They had a train, and off the side of the train, it was like three cars long, and they had a metal pole, huge metal pole, that came out from the train, out like eight feet, then went straight down into a plow. So they would go along the train track and then dig a trench next to the thing, and then at the back car, they had a spool of cable. Wow, no, I'd never wow. seen that. Yeah, and they would just go down and dig these, dig these trenches for lines and put them in. Whoa. Those lines are everywhere. Yeah, that's kind of smart. Yeah. I was watching, this is kind of related when we're talking about the lightning thing. I, I was watching a documentary about a guy who got struck by lightning just walking, walking through a park. And he, the lightning struck him like through the top of his head and he jumped like 12 feet in the air. Like how high would you say a human can jump like a, like get their uh, feet uh, off the ground? Apparently 12 feet in the air. But yeah. like, it's funny that lightning can make your legs more powerful than you well, can. It's just like concentrated electricity. You're, that's the way your nervous system works is tiny bits of electricity. But if lightning can make my legs propel me 12 feet in the air, why? I want to train my brain to do that. Hey, you should did, just be able to unleash you it. Should, every- you should train your brain to do anything. <laughs> hey Jeff, didn't you know a dude, or didn't you see a dude get struck by lightning once? Should I tell that story? Oh yeah, it's a long story. I uh, <laughs> I was with a guy when he got struck by lightning. Um, when I was in uh, senior in high school, my friends and I were driving from Alabama to uh, New Orleans to go see Lollapalooza, and it started raining on the street. Uh, and we were on the interstate in in the middle of Mississippi. We were on the interstate, and it started raining. I don't know if you, it, the Gulf Coast has Gulf Coast has crazy storms, unlike anywhere else I've ever been, and. Uh, Lightning actually struck near my car, and we were like, and we were like, ah, and we like swerved. And when we swerved, uh, I lost control of my car and I drove it into a ditch. Also, in the Gulf Coast, they have these huge ditches because it's always flooding. And so this ditch was like six or seven feet deep. And my car, all you could see of my car was like the the ass of my 1981 Buick Century. And uh, so I get out, and all my friends and I get out, and we're like. We like climb out of the ditch and we're getting covered in rain. And my friends are like, "We'll stay here with the car. You go get a tow truck." So, I uh, I fucking hitchhiked like a mile down the road to a gas station and I go up and I go, "Hey, I just wrecked my car. I need to get a tow from this guy." And he goes, "I don't go out in the rain." And I go, "Uh, you really you got to. I mean, my friends are stranded out there. Uh, it's they're soaking wet. We've got a car full of stuff. Please come out." And he goes. I don't go out in the rain. I've got, I've had bad times. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but seriously, sir, you, it's your job. You've got to help me. And uh, he goes, Fuck. and he goes and he gets in his tow truck and I get in the tow truck and we pull out and I go, so why do you hate the bad weather so much? And he goes, my, uh, my sister's kid got struck by lightning at the beach. And I go, oh, wow, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Is she okay? And he was like, nope. <laughs> and I go, uh, uh, well, you know what they say, lightning never strikes twice in the same place. And he goes, my brother got killed by lightning. <laughs> and I go, uh, oh, okay. And that shut me up. And then we're driving down, and I'm looking for the mile marker where my car is, and I see all my friends standing with all of our stuff just to, just getting poured on, and my car is gone. And we flip around and pull it, and I'm like, where's the car? And the water took it and took it down. And now all you can see from of my car is a little bit of the roof and the antenna that had like a jack-in-the-box <laughs> or something. And, uh, 
And the guy goes, fuck that. And I go, you got to get my car. You got to get my car. And he's like, I'm not going in there. And I was like, come on, you got to get my car. And it's lightning all around us and stuff. And uh, so he goes in and he has to like go underwater to hook the chain on the car. God. It's like a movie. And I mean, he's like up to his waist. Why didn't you do it? Because I'm fucking 17 and stupid, <laughs> dude. I don't know where to, I'd have, I'd have hooked it to the doorknob. <laughs> and uh, so uh, then he goes up and he pulls the car out and it's really hard. He has to keep moving the truck down a little bit because the car keeps fishtailing. It's kind of hard to explain. But eventually he's able to pull the, the car over this huge ditch while all my friends and I watch while just all of our shit is getting fucking rained on. And uh, then he goes to like move the cable disconnect it and all my friends go to... T- I'm just standing there watching it. Gab just had a fucking accident. I'm standing there watching it. I have, I'm with five people. This is a big car so there were six of us. And all my friends went and opened... Like after, like it was like it was perfectly timed. They all put their hands on the doors to open it up to let the water out because it's kind of like that scene in Risky Business when they open the car door and like the fish come out and shit, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and the guy's like holding onto the chain and fucking lightning strikes right there. And all of a sudden, I hear the guy scream <laughs> and he's on the ground holding his arm like his right shoulder. And all my friends are going ah and like swinging their hands. <laughs> fucking lightning struck. And it didn't hit him, but it hit so close. I guess it charged all the elect- all the fucking metal around it. Well, and they all got stung by it. And they all got electrocuted. Especially the guy, because he had both hands on the chains, oh and he was God. just rolling around on the ground, clutching his shoulder. <laughs> and uh, then he gets up. He gets up. He just looks at me like with the maddest eyes I'm ever. I'm surprised he didn't electro punch <laughs> you. <laughs> <out of the laughs> face. My friends and I opened up the car doors, let all the water drain out. We sat in the wet car, soggy car. <laughs> he fucking pulls us back. And then we get out, and, I'll, and the guy just starts walking away from my car. And I walk up to him, and I go, how much do I owe you, sir? How much do I owe you? And he just looks at me, and I'm holding my wallet out. And he put his hand in my wallet and took every bit of money out of my wallet. <laughs> it was like I had saved all summer. It was like $300. It was all I owned in the world. <laughs> and just walked away with it. So then we drove the fucking wet-ass car to New Orleans and found a Western Union. And I had to get my parents to send me more money. I can't believe your car God. still worked. Yeah. It still worked. It, and, then, and then I did a horrible thing. Because I'm brilliant. I got to the hotel and I parked it and I left it for five days. So the entire car was mildewed when we came oh, home. When I got home, we had to drive home for three hours in that mildew. <laughs> when I got home, I had to pull the seats out and the carpet and steam clean oh, everything. I love the fact that this all started because you tried to dodge lightning. You tried to <laughs> yeah. dodge something that was moving at the speed of light. Yeah. What the fuck is the point in that? Did you see it coming? I, we just saw it hitting. I was like, I reacted. I was like, whoa. You know, we were like, ha ha ha, that didn't, that was crazy. It is, it is scary that you can get killed by the sky. Me and Gus almost got struck by landing a home slice a few years yep. ago. Is that, that true? Was fucking loud. Yeah, we were uh, picking up pizza. We were working here one night and uh, like lightning struck right in the street between home slice and Wero's. Really? And that it was, was crazy. loud, wasn't it? it? Was loud Everyone on that street was just like, whoa. I was in a car, I almost got struck by lightning on 15th Street uh, a couple of years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess that happens a yeah, lot. Yeah, but if you get struck by landing on a car, you'll find that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I was I at a red light, and the lightning hit like 10 feet away. Yeah, I never remember that rule. If you have rubber soles, you're fine. Is that the deal? Like, if you're if there's rubber between you and the ground, you're okay. I don't trust that. Yeah, like, if you're in the car, it's grounded. As long as you're not touching the metal of the car. No, the car's not The car's not grounded. It's I don't, insulated. Right, it's not grounded. It's insulated. Yeah, and if yeah. as long as you've got rubber tires touching. Okay. Touching, yeah, touching see, that's the kind of thing. Like, you're in a situation, you want to know the difference between grounded, grounded and not grounded. grounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think every car has to pass lightning strike tests, though, right. to be mm-hmm. on the road now. Is that true? fuck yeah. do you test that? You just, you just get one of those big balls. Or you just... <laughs> like a that's, big static that's ball? That's the science behind it. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sure they don't fire lightning at all the cars before they come off the... I'm sure <laughs> Not every single individual car. I'm sure there's some math involved in there. I think the moral of Jeff's story is drive a 1981 Buick Century. Because... That car was unkillable. 
it went underwater and then was hit by lightning, and you still could drive the. That thing. guy was like, and then your big problem was mildew. The other mechanic came up and he was like, "There's no way that car starts," and I was like, "Uh, you know, my friends are all looking at me pissed off," and I was like, "I just ruined their whole week," and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try." Started right up, drove it all the way to New Orleans. Stunk like a motherfucker. After you killed a guy. It's funny. New Orleans seems to be a bad place for cars to go because I had that horrible story in New Orleans. Where oh I, yeah, oh, man. Oh shit! Did you ever? See, we can put this in the link. There's a picture of a guy who got struck by lightning on his back, and it did something like it heated all the capillaries in his back or something. Why you got to use that word every chance you get? Sorry, what, how do you say it? Capillaries. capillaries. And uh, it made some sort of weird like tree branch pattern all up his back and it looked awesome. It looked like a really cool tattoo. I've never seen that. I'll have to look for it. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll show you afterwards. Alright. You really do say the word capillaries more than would normally be said in, in average That's the context. first time I've said it on the podcast. But, okay. Good for all you. Right. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Fucking award. You say it about 14 times a day, dude. When was the last time I said it? Thursday. Oh. What was the conversation? We were talking about capillaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. You, you said capillary. All right. Was there anything else at PAX? I feel like we're I feel like we're missing something. <laughs> the capillary thing's a fucking conversation killer. Yeah. Uh, we got a we got a new war with Mega sixty four. Oh yeah, that was fun. I wasn't part of that. What no, was that all about? Uh, they hung when we showed up. We set up on Wednesday night. Yeah, and then Thursday morning we came in, and they had hung. Some animated cartoon movie poster called Romeo and Juliet. It was like a Romeo and Juliet telling with seals and otters. Yeah, it was really bizarre. And they were like, hee, 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 hee. And we were like, oh, that's cool. Okay. So we stole their cash register. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the next day we stole their cash register and their big wheel that they used to interact with the audience. And they came in and were so confused by that. They must have looked at the booth for 10 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck was wrong and they couldn't place it. I've never seen somebody spend so long trying to figure out what wasn't right about their setup. So to get us back, they did something brilliant. When we went to our panel, they sold Mega 64 posters for a dollar with the, with the option of you can pay a dollar and then post a Mega 64 poster on our booth. So we came back from our panel, and there were 164 posters on our booth. And I think they said normally they give those posters away for free. <laughs> yeah, so they made a quick 164 bucks. And, wow, smart guys. Uh, so then after they left, we covered their entire booth, floor to ceiling, with red versus blue posters. We even like we took individual stuff like their keyboard and wrapped it <laughs> in posters. And then we put all their luggage inside their other bigger luggage. It was like one of those Russian dolls. Yeah, and then just filled it with, with their trashy posters. And then we made everything in their booth backwards. And we made everything in their booth. So it was like a Christmas present. When they unwrapped their booth from posters, they found everything was backwards. And then when they went to tear down at the end of the day, they opened up all their suitcases and they were full of posters. It was fun. But then they, they started selling those posters yeah, but then they started selling our posters that we used to wrap their thing up with a dollar less than we were selling them. <laughs> uh, all That's day long, got. people were coming up on Sunday and getting uh, reconstruction posters signed that were all crumpled and then covered with tape. And I'm like, where, where, where did you get this? And they said, yeah, we got it from Mega64. They sold it to us. <laughs> and Fuck, then, fucking smart. And then we sold out of posters. So if you didn't get a poster on Sunday, now you know why. I'm sorry. Don't ever wait till the last day of the convention to try to buy something. Yeah, That's a good point yeah, in general. That was, yeah, that was uh, that was rough. Anyway, those kids are funny. Yeah, those are the first time really hanging out with them. You should definitely check out their stuff if you like goofy and video game shit. Which, if you listen to this podcast, you probably do. Chances are you might. Don't listen to their podcast though, because ours is better. Dude, don't listen to any podcast but this podcast. Anything else? All right, we got anything else before we wrap up here? 
Yeah. Uh, we covered PAX. We covered video games. We covered Inglorious Bastards. Hmm. Uh, Beatles Rock Band comes out this week. Yes. Very, uh, very, very excited for that. Are well, you really? Yeah. I've been. I've never really talked to you about it, but you're a huge, huge Beatles fan. Yeah, and I, I still play Rock Band and World Tour all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you think you'd have more achievements in that game? Yeah, the achievements aren't very... Well, yeah. Well, we talked about getting Rock Band for The Office. Beatles Rock Band for The Office, because it seems like one we would all do. Mm-hmm. So, cool. let's do it. I can't wait. Yeah, but you, you're going to play it like for a few days, and then it's never going to be played again. Gus, you have to be Ringo, because nobody else can play the drums in this office. Uh, okay. That sucks I'm also the least talented here, I guess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh. So, anything else? Um, movie-wise, what's coming out? Uh, I want to see Extract. Extract already Extract. came out, and then this weekend... Man, open a movie in September. I can't think of anything that's coming yeah. out this weekend. Next week, Ultimate Alliance 2 comes out. Doesn't, that, doesn't that, that movie 9 comes out this week. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I want to see that movie. Somebody sent me a really weird personal comment that said, you should go watch this interview with the director and then replace the numbers with Greek symbols and see if this sounds familiar at all. It's like the nine characters are split from a main one and they're all different aspects of the personality and all that stuff. Are you serious? Yeah, so it'd be interesting to go, go, pretty go cool. look at that. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't realize you, you, you co-wrote a feature film. Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't. From Applebee's this, this, ads this, this, to This sounds like films. Delgo and Avatar. I would never <laughs> I would never claim such a thing because someone will come back with like some episode of, you know, Venture Brothers that's you know, got that same theme in it or something. Yeah. Final Destination is out. Uh nine sorority row comes out. I can do bad all by myself comes oh, out. No idea what that is. White Out comes out, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, and the September issue. None of these things sound Oh, I read something interesting. Ticket sales are down this year, like 1.5% from last year, but revenue is up uh, a couple percent because 3D has been such a success. Hmm. Well, that was kind of cool. I know you're not a big fan of 3D, Gus. I hate it. It's a, it's yeah. a bump. It's a I, tiny I, bump as everyone tries 3D, and then as they hate it, no one will care anymore. Well, no, 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 this is like the second coming of 3D, though, right? I agree. It's, it's the, I think it's it's the one that's going to stay. I think it's going to stay. I agree with you. Yeah. Especially when there's some... Coraline scene. was awesome. Avatar is going to be the movie that's going to make 3D... Like a standard, and you know what you should do? You should put the the glasses on upside down. Fucking trips you out. That's it. Every, everything in the foreground is background, and vice versa. It All right, really weird. So you got to see every movie twice. You know, just do it for like a minute and be like, "Hey, that's cool." Okay. Well, I got to say Pro this tip. is that if stats like Jeff are saying are true, then everyone's just gonna start moving to 3D. Guys, you should be ready for you know movies like Inglorious Bastards to be 3D. No, but if no. if it becomes as easy as shooting a movie f- like regular, would you want every movie to be three D? No, like it, why not? Um, I actually tried a three D setup. Did you guys see the three D setup for Resident Evil? At a oh yeah, I, I saw it. I, I didn't, did. I didn't mm-hmm. use it. I put it on. That was pretty cool. I'd, I'd be more interested in three D gaming than I would be in three D movies. I, I would three D gaming. I, you know what? You asked earlier about Left for Dead. Does it look like a new game? Graphics, to me, are the least important thing in a game. Couldn't agree more. They really are. They're very really? cool for the first five minutes, and then it's just how does the game play. So if Halo 3 played like Halo 3 but looked like Halo 1, you'd be fine with that. Like, if it went back to Halo 2 graphics for ODST, but you kept that feeling of shooting a grunt with the pistol, that's more of the gameplay experience to me than the way it looks. I think, I know, graphics are... A- well, the, the first you, thing you said when Jeff was playing Wolfenstein, you were like, oh, this looks terrible. Doesn't matter, though, because once you have the graphics fun, it's already matter. flat. And... I was watching someone else play it. 
He noticed it because okay. yeah, but once he was once he had that control in his hand for five minutes, it wouldn't matter. It's just like during PAX, we got to go to a party at the top of the Space Needle, right? And it was this gorgeous view, and we were all commenting on how gorgeous the view is. Two weeks of standing at the top of the Space Needle, you don't give a fuck about that view. That's right. You get used to it immediately. You don't care. Like Bernie, Bernie was uh, got to go do this thing where he took a uh, what, uh, what do you call those things? A fairy, fairy. And you saw a couple whales, and you were talking about how cool yeah, that was. If you cool. saw those whales every day, you'd be like, "It's the fucking whales again." How long am I on this ferry for? <laughs> you know, it's like the shit. You just get used to. That how would stuff. that get old? How would it, like taking a ferry past some whales every day get old? It would get old very quickly. It's better than driving past. Traffic. You don't get to hang out with the whales. You don't get to shoot the shit with them. I, I, I don't know. Necessarily what would you know. rather do? Go past whales on the way to work, or go past cars? I wouldn't give a fuck. It's the same thing. What? After <laughs> after four or five times, you're not going to see them anymore. Yeah, you're not going to care anymore. It's not once it's not I, I, new. Either way, you're you're trapped in your car or yeah. you're trapped on a fucking boat. Yeah, you're fucking speechless. That's right, speechless. Fucking Gus and Jeff won again. I don't know that I necessarily agree with these comparisons, but you but... just don't want to agree with me. No, what no, what I'm, <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that when you're playing a game, there's a lot more to playing a game than just the way. There, it looks. I agree. There's a lot more, but yeah. the way it looks is a big deal. You yeah. know what else I don't really care about? I really don't care about five point one. It has no effect on me. Surround sound. Yep. It really, I, maybe it has an effect on me on some level that I'm not aware of, but I don't even notice it really. I totally agree. Dude, I got an example for you. You <sighs> loved N Plus last time you were here. You played the shit out of N Plus. N Plus looks horrible. It's all gameplay. It doesn't you, look as good at Gears you, of War, say that. You, yeah. you didn't fucking pick up N Plus and go, like, oh, this game looks sucky. I'm not going to play it now. You played it and it was fun and you didn't give a shit. There are no graphics to that game. And Shadow Complex? No, it's different. It's an arcade game. Different. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> Listen to that. Fuck. So, we're moving to Seattle. Should we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we're not moving. We're not moving. <laughs> so, Seattle's awesome. My I wife don't came with Seattle. My wife came with me to PAX and and after 75 days over 100 degrees this summer in Austin, I think everyone is ready for some kind of change, but I think my my wife is has a direct idea for what she wants to change, and that is she wants to move to Seattle. Isn't that the exact opposite, though? Where, where, what's the coldest place in America? Not including, like, Alaska, Alaska. and stuff. Not coldest that. place? Probably, like, fucking Minnesota. Uh, or North Dakota, North Dakota or something like that. Yeah. Gus's heart. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, you can get, up like, into Montana and get just ridiculous winters. If you stay on the coast, you usually do okay. Yeah, okay. you can only get so cold. Yeah, but Which, you can get some brutal stuff. Like in the middle of the country, like going up. So, would Canada. you rather live in a cold place or a hot place? Hot place. Especially. Yeah, yeah I hot, would too. Hot place. I would too. It's. E- I think it's easier to dress down than it is to dress up. I think, I think like I think like in North Dakota, like you were asking, like the coldest it gets. I think you can see like negative twenty degrees. Everyone is so temperature conscious all the time here in America. Yeah, it's so fussy about like the temperature of a room. What's the temperature of this room right now? Seventy-two degrees. Seventy-two. But if it was seventy-three, you'd be like, "What the fuck? Let's turn it down." Would we? By one degree. I don't think that's How the can case. you feel one degree Fahrenheit change? You, you say you can. Oh, because we're we not go. stupid. Here we go. See, this is why I think you're on Celsius, or you're on metric too, because you guys follow the Celsius for temperature, which Celsius makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. What Freezing so is zero ever. and boiling is 100. That makes no sense. Can I ask you a question? Oh, what? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> so you, you agree that you have a scale from zero to 100, that that's, a, that's something that the human mind can grasp, like sets of tens, right? Yeah, because it's like what the, the freezing point and boiling point of what our world is based on, water. What? Okay, so let me tell you. What falls in the temperature range between 32 degrees Fahrenheit, or Celsius and 100 degrees Celsius? What, what's another temperature you use somewhere in there? Anything at all? Anything. 
anything at all. Washing clothes. What is 72 degrees Celsius? What is that? Like, what, what is that temperature? Hot washing machine. Okay, okay. <laughs> Our Fahrenheit scale is based on the survivable living temperatures of a human being, of comfort. Like, you go below zero degrees Fahrenheit, you're getting into you could freeze to death. You go into above 100 degrees Fahrenheit, you're in the range at which a human being could possibly be in distress and die from heat. That's what Fahrenheit is based on. It makes so much more sense than Celsius. It absolutely oh, does. You just got science dropped all over your okay. face. What's the boiling point of uh, Fahrenheit? 212 degrees. 212 degrees. But how, I'll how many what? people know that? The, apparently three people in this room know. Well, everybody oh, know. You didn't say anything, Jeff. You everybody who's nothing. on Fahrenheit. Everybody <laughs> who's on Fahrenheit. But you know the range at which a human being can live. Like, we know room temperature, and, and, there's, and it also offers a varying degree. I also know the fact that I'll probably survive between zero and 40 degrees. Right. And so it, why do you got have 41 to fucking 100, dude? Exactly. You don't need that. What do you need that level of precision for those temperatures? You're never going to encounter need, that in your no, life. No, what I'm saying is you don't need that many numbers between life and death. Absolutely, you do. You need as many numbers I mean, as you can get between, between life and death, Between 0 and 40 friend. is fine. I mean, 30 and 31, it's like, ugh. Well, you could, also, you could also make the argument that you don't need 0 to 100 for degrees of percentages and for failure as well. Like, if you have a grade and you have, like, a, an 85% on a grade, what's the difference between that and the 87%? Damn, dude. You just got fucking wrecked. Ooh. 0 to 100 should be reserved for the most commonly used temperature. The way I see the English standards is we pick the best. Like, we'll use miles because kilometers are kind of gay. Well, and, that's objective. And we'll use miles yeah. per gallon. But then... Why, why, okay. The way my I mean, culture does I, it I is think, the best. I think you just fucked yourself up. You did. Why are miles better than kilometers? You just fucked yourself there. Whoa, take it easy. <laughs> no, he's got a great point. Miles Why? are not better than kilometers. You know, Why? Because you, it's what you just fucking talked about, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> kilometers are a fucking standard. You know, from here to a thousand meters, that's a fucking kilometer. How many feet are in a mile? Five. I was able to answer your fucking question. <laughs> How many question feet are in a mile? How many feet are in a mile? 5,280. Oh, but you still, no, 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 he didn't make the argument. You made the argument. You just fucked yourself because you just d contradicted what you were fucking saying. Take God the mic off. Take the damn, mic off. Damn, dude. Feels good. Oh, Take it off. God damn it. Rip the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Punch him with it. Punch him with it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? Grab that mic and tear it off that stand. God, Gavino, you're such an idiot. You can't make an argument. But can I tell you, can I tell you guys something, dude? I mean, metric, it, sure, it's great that they have a base 10 for that. But their base is – it's all based on ridiculous garbage anyway. Like a meter is based on how far light travels in like point zero 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 to the 10th power 98 Have you ever percent of a second. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, well, there, there has to be like a standards definition. Somewhere. I understand. Have you ever yeah. looked up the definition of a second and what a second is and why the second is a second long? Why is that? I don't know, it's, it's to do with like – it's just weird. You should read it. I mean, it's pointless bringing it up now because I don't know and you don't know what it is. But right. look it up. It, way it's, to, it's really complicated. Way to bring up something you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know, yeah, well, there you go. Swatch tried to introduce metric or, or base 10 time. Uh, like, everyone uses hours. There's no such thing as metric time. Mm -hmm. There so should what, be, though. Do you not think it's weird that it, it's like 59, 59, and then it goes to six, uh, and it goes to 1, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I think it would be good, but it'd be hard to switch. It would know? be. We made a big push for metric here in the 70s, and then it died, it died fast. Mm -hmm. Really fast. I'm, I'm a big metric fan. You I, like, so do you use in, inches and, or centimeters? No, I use inches. I use because it's a fucking standard here. I mean, I use what we have as a standard, but I, I think metric's better. How many and, you things in an inch? 
There's 2.4 centimeters in an inch. But how much? What's an inch? One twelfth of a foot. I don't know. What are you asking? I don't understand. I'm saying, question. is there a smaller <laughs> unit than an inch? Uh, yeah, half inch. inch. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You start breaking the inch down. Half inch, quarter inch, five eighths of an inch, eleven sixteenths. Is of there an something inch. smaller than a millimeter, Gav? Yeah, trillimeter. Uh. <laughs> Technically, there are like nanometers. Nanometers, yeah, picometers. Used for, used for processor. Yotam. What? <laughs> Gus, you'll know this stupid question. Oh, there's no. a, I'm there's not going like, to know this, am I? There's a thousand terabytes in a petabyte, right? Right. Uh, so what's a thousand petabytes? It's a. Uh, it's an array of a byte. I think it's a. <laughs> I think it's a yettabyte, isn't it? I think. Yettabyte. No, like no. That. I think. No, I think, I think it is. I think there's a yottabyte. Oh, is it yotta? But but I think there's stuff in between that. There's like exobyte. And Somebody made that. It might, it might be an exobyte. Good lord. We'll look it up. We'll put it in the link. But do you do you that. think that we'll get to? Because obviously storage is becoming an issue with yes. computers, and we're 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 like the standard now is to buy like a a terabyte drive whereas before it'd be like 250 gig or whatever but do you think it'll get to the point where we're using petabytes and exabytes or will they just come up with a new thing to store data like, I mean, they'll, like, they'll come up with new media yeah but the measurement will still be, be bytes. the same yeah. but, but can't you have something it's can you right. store you, you'd have to have a fundamental shift away from like digital computing to untie yourself from that byte structure so is that like could you store something holographically yeah there's already holographic storage but but it's bytes still. Yeah. So there's like gigabyte holographic storage. Uh, they're much bigger than that, but yeah. Yeah. It's a, That's weird. It, it won't be. It won't be. It won't ever be that big a shift, simply because it's always relative. Like when we started working with computers, Gus and I would talk about kilobytes and megahertz, and it didn't seem like that big a shift to move from kilobytes to megabytes to gigabytes mm-hmm. to now terabytes. You, if you, but if you talk to me talking in the uh, kilobyte world and talking about terabytes, I'd be like, what the hell is a terabyte? I would never yeah. understood. Yeah, we're always going up by yeah. a factor of 10. Like, so there's a time where, great. like, as the new thing, the next one up approaches, like, people get used to it and then you buy that. Mm-hmm. Because but, you, can put it, you, can put it, you can put it in context. Like, this new thing is a hundred of my, or a thousand of my old things. Yeah. I'd be interested to know, like, which, like, what company has the most storage in the world? It's got to be Google, right? Yeah, I don't know about that. Tupperware. Or is it, you, like, the, pen, you, the Pentagon? You'd be surprised, like, <laughs> Tupperware? Where we, um, where. <laughs> Stupid. The 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 co-location <laughs> facility where we have our servers. Uh, I went... <laughs> Wasn't that funny? <laughs> it was funny to me, man. It was funny to my head. I thought <laughs> I, I heard him say it. I was like, "That's fucking stupid." That's so dumb. And then, and then, like five seconds later, it's for some reason the funniest thing ever. All right, I'm leaving. I'm All right. leaving. All right. All right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, we're done. Peace out. Bye. That was an abrupt end. See you next.